I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Pelicans cut the lead to four, I think. Yeah, as you said, the game was kind of in a goofy place. But since then, Dallas has scored eight straight on that lovely little spinorama by Luka. Hey! Let's go, baby! And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The three-point throne sitting trio. One more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I just I want to welcome people back, back to the bandwagon. There's so many people that's just clawing back to try to get back on the boat right now. It's like, hey, can we can we please get back on? I've been at MFFL for like my whole entire life, except for this past month, but I'm just trying to get back on because this Mavs team has won four games in a row, five of the last six. And man, they are looking good. If you've been listening to this podcast through this losing stretch, and then you are a true Raccoon Squad member. That's yes, it. You are. That's that's what it takes. That's what it takes to be truly in the Raccoon Squad. On today's what a show, heck of a win, though. On today's show, Isaac and I are going to break down the 143-130. Defense is optional. Win over the New Orleans Pelicans. Luka Doncic, new career high, 46 points. Also, 8 boards, 12 assists. He hit 5 of his 8 threes. Incredible night from Luka. Kristaps Porzingis, 36 points. The guys combined for uh, 80 82 points. Just one over what uh, Kobe hit that one game, which puts that game into perspective a little bit for you. But 36 points from Kristaps Porzingis. 8 of 13 from 3. Kristaps Porzingis in this game. Absolutely incredible. Plus, they got some good contributions from Jalen Brunson, who got the defensive player of the game belt. Josh Richardson, 11 points, 6 assists. Uh, They got four threes from Dorian Finney-Smith, which was huge. And just an overall awesome offensive performance from this this team. Very questionable Pelicans coaching decisions, but the Mavericks take the win. They are now, what, 13 and 14? Back in 11th in the West. And like you, you tweeted, they're like, Two games back from uh, two and a half games back or so from the seventh seed. Yeah, one and a half back from seventh, uh, two and a half back from fifth. It's pretty crazy when you look at it. Uh, I texted uh, Tim Cato after the game. I said, Congrats on your prediction uh, because four games ago, uh, Tim wrote a piece in the athletic and was like, it literally the, the first sentence of it was, I predict the Mavericks win the next four games. And uh, they've won the they've won the last four games. So uh, hats off to him. He looked like the Joker tonight uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the game. His hair is insane, but uh, we love Cato. But no, I mean this team, you just see it on everyone's faces. You see it on Lucas' face. You see it on KP's face. Uh, maybe not Rick's because Rick just doesn't show that much emotion. But <laughs> you see it on uh, you see it on Brunson's face. I mean these guys, the chemistry is coming along and. I don't want to just sit here and do the whole like, I don't even want to try to do like the victory lap thing. But for all of us who sat here and said, just give it time, like just give it a little bit of time. Let these guys get playing, let them get their legs back. Let Dorian Finney Smith, I tweeted out some stats on Dorian Finney Smith shooting, you know, his three point shooting. After he hit, after he went three of three at the beginning of the game, I, don't, I forgot what he finished with uh, from three, four or five from three. Mm-hmm. 
But since he you know, like over the past six games, he's shooting 47% from three. Since he came back from COVID, he's been shooting 40% from three. Just give the guy a little bit of time. I we how many times I, I saw already, it's like, man, last year was an outlier for Dorian. He sucks. He's all this. I'm like, guys, come on. Like, just let's <laughs> give it some time. And his shooting's coming back into form. I mean, yeah, Maxie's still shooting 47% from three. But I mean, when you have a duo like KP and Luca, th- this is what we all imagine, right? When they put these two guys together, you see a game like this, this is what gets your mind going. This is what you start thinking, what what if? You know, what if this is what you get? And these guys are are clicking on all cylinders. And you get a game like this to where Luca's 30, you know, Luca puts up 46, KP's at 36. I mean, yeah, you're you're just going through all the different possibilities of what exactly this is because this is a ceiling raising game, right? Like this is a game you look at and say, "Oh dang, I thought the ceiling was here, but now could the ceiling be even higher than what I thought it could be?" Uh, because that's that's the conversation I'm having inside of my head right now. <laughs> what is the ceiling for this team actually? Well, it, it happens when Porzingis plays. Like Porzingis, like the unicorn, right? If he finally plays like that, if he he's not gonna hit eight threes every single game. I think he's the first seven footer to ever hit eight threes in a game. I think the I think the ESPN broadcast put that up, uh, which is pretty wild. I think Brooke Lopez had seven or something like that. But <clears throat> sorry, I've been drinking. <laughs> when for, when, Porzing, <laughs> when Porzingis plays, <laughs> we might see some. We might hear some wild takes from me tonight. I'm ready. When, when, when for, hold on. Let me, this drink is brought to you by Michelob. <laughs> Next week, we'll be brought to you by Michelob. Uh, when Porzingis plays like this kind of guy, right? This is the all-star type player, at least on offense. When he plays like this on offense, it does. It raises this team's ceiling, and all of a sudden, you start seeing, oh, this was all the hype we bought into. This is the fit between him and Luka that works. When they are playing at the, at this level, and they can score on anybody. They can stretch the floor, and they can do all this kind of stuff. And it usually happens against traditional centers, especially ones that can't punish him on the other end. Now Zion punished him on the other end and did everything that, that Zion's going to do. And we we can talk about defense, but tonight n- neither team told me that it, this was about defense in any way. So Mavericks defense still has to get better for them to for for them to make me think that they really have raised their ceiling. But when they score like this, it's hard for anybody to keep up with them. Oh yeah, I mean, you put up 146 in regulation, uh, which I, I think that's what they. <laughs> I mean, 43. Uh, yeah. First, I mean, we we just have to pour one out for ESPN because ESPN set back saying this is exactly what they. I mean, for a national TV game to have all four of the main guys in this game, Ingram, Zion, KP, and Luca, all put up over you know at least 30 plus. I mean, that's insane. <laughs> Ingram finished with 30. I think Zion was at 36, KP 36, Luca 46. I mean, it was these, you know, two on two for the most part. And I mean, the biggest names, biggest star. I wonder if Zion took to heart the Maxi stuff. Because I think a lot of, you know, I've seen di- different stuff before the game. It's like, oh, we got Maxi. At least the Maxi stop, you know, or the Zion stopper. We have Maxi in a. Yeah, I don't know if anybody would have stopped what Zion did. <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. There's a couple plays where Zion just – guys just bounce off of him. There was one rebound. I kept watching it. I think it was in the third quarter where it's Zion, Luca, Willie Colley-Stein, and Maxi all going for the same 
I, th- I don't even think it was a rebound. I think it was a, a, a deflected pass from from Willie Hernan Gomez off at the top of the key, and he like tries to throw an entry pass to Zion, and it deflects off somebody's hands, goes straight up in the air, and Zion jumps for it, and Maxi and Willie and Luca all jump for it at the same time, and. Like Zion was the farthest away from this ball and somehow comes away with it. Willie's on the ground, Maxie's falling, Luca stumbles, and it's like, and then Zion gets the ball, keeps it up high, and finishes at the rim, like in all in one motion. And it's, you just see this guy, he's just so different than anybody else, right? He's just, he's, he's big, he's quick. He, his hands just stick to the ball when he gets it, especially just the, the ball handling and the control he has is just, it's wild. I mean, he had an absolutely incredible game. Carlisle called it ridiculous afterwards, but 14 of 15, he almost passed Akeem Olajuwon's record of 15 of 15, um, <laughs> which, which was like the most shots, I guess, without a miss. Maybe it was the most shots without a miss in the paint. I think that was the exact stat, but finished with 36 in this game. The thing is, he just gets cooked on defense sometimes. Like he still is not like a defensive. Oh, yeah. He's still not a defensive monster like we thought he was, which is kind of seems to be a theme with some of these guys coming into the NBA, right? We talked about it with Wiggins. Zion's kind of the same way. We're like, oh, man, they're these defensive monsters in college. And then they come in the NBA, and you're like, oh, man, these guys are like not good, right? You just have to be so much smarter in the NBA. You can't just get away with – physical tools and stuff like that in the NBA. So, uh, but still an incredible game from him. I don't know if anybody else could have done that. And Maxi tried, man, <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. Maxi in a couple months when he has some legs under him a little bit more, maybe he he'll have a better chance, but there's nobody on this team that had any shot with Zion. No. And that, yeah, I was kidding about the Maxi part in a little bit for a little bit, but this whole team was, was brutal on defense <laughs> and, uh, you really know, tonight were. and, you know Ingram started off super uh, super hot, but but yeah, I mean, I, I think what Rick said after Rick said something along the lines after the game that I thought was so key of saying, hey, if you start, you know, something along the lines of like you with the wins and losses, if you start trying to like equate some of these wins into losses, you know, pretty much just accept the lo- accept the win, like just appreciate a win. And if, if you treat win, if you start treating wins like a loss. You're not going to get anywhere in this league. That's what Rick Carlisle said because yeah, he said yeah. it's. I, I've, I know how hard it is to get a win in the NBA, and it is. It's hard to get a win, especially this season. The effort that this team has to put in every single night and and all that. And so he he didn't want to take anything away from uh, to want to take anything away from this team because of you know the effort that they did. And you got to win. It's a win. It's in the win column. So don't don't start start treating it like a loss. All right, coming up. Let's get into more of this game. Talk about let's talk about how Luca and Porzingis got to this point and scored this many, and we're almost both close to getting their career high. I think Porzingis finished like five points away from his career high. So let's talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into some more of this game. Again, we're breaking down the Mavericks' one forty-three, one thirty win over the Pelicans. The Mavericks are now thirteen and fourteen. They're finally. Finally getting back up to the rankings. And before we talk about Luca and Porzingis, like we expected this run in this right now, right? We called this before the season. When we looked at the as soon as we saw the schedule, we said, all right, January is gonna be brutal. The the team might be 500 or the team might be, you know, just a little bit over 500 through January. Porzingis will come back and then he'll have his legs under him in February. They'll have a bunch of home games in a row, some easier opponents, and this team will just be cooking in February. Now Things were worse than we expected with, you know, with the COVID absences, with the way that Porzingis looked when he came back, 
and all that and the, the schedule. And now hopefully it's 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 we're hopefully they're back now the same way we, we call it at the beginning of the season. So it's just they're starting at a lower point than we expected, but we kind of expected this, you know, kind of flow of the season just when we saw the schedule, which is kind of wild. I, I don't know if in the future maybe we should do some schedule predictions. Like I don't know if that's something that we <laughs> I didn't know if people actually did that. Do people do those? Something brand new to do. So yeah, I just wanted to make that point about the schedule because we've t- we talked about this before the season. We should have expected this, but going through it, it's so different. The emotions of seeing your team go through this terrible stretch and be like eight and fourteen or whatever they were, and now have this win streak and be thirteen and fourteen finally, like almost back to five hundred. And it's back to, like when they hit five hundred. Like let's say they beat the 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 Trailblazers on Sunday. All of a sudden, you're like, all right, season starts today, right? Like, you're back to 500, back to 0-0. You just got to, you know, just win from here, basically. Um, Porzingis and Luka. Let's start with let's start with Luka. Mm. Luka in this game, 17 of 30 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3, finally hitting his threes. And when he's hitting his threes, just everything opens up for him. But he hit a couple of shots in this game where you just go, okay, that right there, that's different than what I've seen in the past. The the screenshot that's that's been heard around the screenshot heard around the world was I think you shared it. I've seen a whole bunch of other Mavs people share it. Luca drove to the block and did the Dirk kind of like spin, like turn around, pivot on one foot, then jump back on the other, fade away jumper. And he hit it. And you could see the Dirk silhouette. He's doing the same shot. He's doing the Dirk shot right next to the Dirk silhouette. And it was just incredible. But that kind of shot is something we haven't really seen from Luka in the past. And if he can hit that shot, we've seen Brunson hit that shot a lot. That's huge. If you can get separation and they can still spread the floor, like you can get that shot anytime you want. The symbolism behind that shot was just, uh, I mean, remarkable. <laughs> just that, I mean, they leave that Dirk silhouette you know, on, on the, on the floor there. And, you know, for Luca to hit that and for a, a night like tonight, I mean, I, let's just go ahead and have this, put this man in the MVP conversation. Where's his name at? Ooh. He's getting, he's getting disrespected. Put this man's name back in that MVP conversation. Brunson there was a reason Durker. why. <laughs> well, okay. I was talking about Brunson, but <laughs> <laughs> Luca Doncic went into this, went into the season as the MVP favorite. And I get it. Joel Embiid right now at this at this moment in time, I think it's the MVP of the league. But man, Luka Doncic is not being mentioned by anybody by the MVP right now. And on national TV, fourth game in a row, they're climbing up the standings, puts up a career high 46. He had 42 a few games ago. He's putting this team on his back, but he's also making this team better. They're winning basketball games right now. Luka Doncic needs to be in that MVP conversation. And uh, yeah, it. He's right there. He deserves to be in that conversation, at least in the top five. I'm not saying he's he's leading the clubhouse right now in that conversation, but he needs to be in the conversation because for a lot of people right now, he's not even being discussed. If anybody has Jokic in their MVP conversation, like in their top five, Luka has to be right next to him, right? Oh, like, yeah. Like the, the Nuggets are 13 and 11. I guess that's better than 13 and 14. However, one of those games was without Luka, and they've missed – and the Mavericks have missed a whole lot more players due to COVID, I think, than Denver. I know they were without Porter Jr. for a while. Uh, Murray has dealt with some injuries here and there, but I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to go out on the limb, not knowing. Maybe Matt Moore and, and uh, Adam Mares can can prove me wrong on this, but pretty sure the Mavericks have missed more players due to COVID. And now they're they're coming out of this, and I, I think that Luca has been 
just as good, if not better than than Jokic has. Now I, I watch Luke every game. I am uh, con- hit, I, my career is connected to how <laughs> how good Luke is as a player. <laughs> But just, I'm, but just, I'm a little just invested, another... but but if you're gonna think that Jokic should be up there, then Lucas should be up there too, right? Yeah, and give it another week or so, and Dallas will be right there with him in the standings, and yeah, it will be the staple conversation. Everybody be back all in on Luca and all of that, and uh, yeah, I just I think don't don't sleep on Luca right now. And the Mavericks are about to get the biggest boost that they get every single year. Let's see, it's February 13th as you're listening to this. We're about Valentine's Day. Tw- 20-something games away oh. from a sleeping giant. March Dwight Powell. March and April Dwight Powell is on the way. Let's go. Let's go. He's coming. You know it. I know it. He'll be back from his Achilles. He'll be all ready to go. His legs will be under him. He'll be hitting threes like nobody's business. March and April, Dwight Powell is an all-star level player, and I'm ready to bring, I'm ready to bring him back. <laughs> but Lucas, Lucas' footwork in this game was on display in a way that I, I don't know if I've seen very often, and it just makes you appreciate it's some of the shots that he made, right? Like that turnaround I just talked about, the uh, the play where he hits his career high against Zion, the way that his, his footwork just worked in the paint, and he worked Zion and got the layup. Like His footwork was on display in a way we haven't seen, and it, it just made me appreciate it because... There's so much that goes into Luca being a good player, right? Like sometimes we just mm. think he rolls out because he looks like he just rolls out of bed and does what he does, and he makes it look so effortless because he's so strong. He uses his weight, he pushes guys around a little bit, and he just hits layups and he hits little floaters, and you're like, I could do that, right? Like if I was Luca's size, I could do that. But you forget how much technical stuff is so important about his game. We appreciated that with Dirk because we saw it for so long. We saw Dirk work on it. We saw Kobe work on it for so long. His work ethic was talked about. But we don't talk about that with Luca. He hasn't been around long enough yet for us to talk about that. We're still kind of just in awe of his talent. But the work that he's put into his game, like that footwork stuff, maybe some of it's natural. Like there are some people that just are natural at something. And maybe Luca's just a natural basketball player. But I got to think he's worked on some of that, right? Like there has to be some. And he's he's worked all through you know, Real Madrid and all that for basically his entire life, right? There's there's technical work that's gone into that. And I just wanted to appreciate it because we saw it on display tonight. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing it all all the all three levels, right? I mean, we're seeing he can get to the basket. He's scoring in the paint on anybody he wants to. He's got the mid-range now. He did the dark fadeaway. He has a floater. He's been doing a mid-range, you know, all season for the most part. And the one we've been waiting on is the three three-pointer. And when you watch this version of Luka Doncic tonight, he goes five of eight from three. It just it, the shots even felt different when he was shooting them tonight. Yeah, that's the that's the holy crap. The league needs to be scared moments. That's the I'm I'm the next I'm the face of the league when LeBron retires moments. Ooh. That is the I am the you know future multiple time MVP uh, moment game. You know, this is the, I'm a, a future NBA champion multiple times, uh, Luka Doncic. That's the, so it, when he's like that, ain't nothing, nothing going to touch Luka. So it, it's just, can he keep it going consistently? That's the key for Luka. And, but yeah, I mean, it, like I said, when you watch a game like, like tonight with KP and Luka, that's, it's the, wow, what could this team be? 
because we've spent so I mean the past 25 games I think this is you know tw- game 26 or something like that of the season and you know we've spent the whole the whole first 25 games 27 27 there you go uh, <laughs> hey at least at least I didn't say it was half the season and, and you know we spent the whole first 25 games of the season asking so many questions about the team and fit and all of this stuff and rightfully so because we didn't know how they would fit in in all of that but when you watch a game like tonight, I'm happy for Mavs fans. I I, yeah. I am so happy for Mavs fans watching a game like tonight because this is the team we, we expected. Set, yeah, and we sat through the past like you know month of just figuring out all this whole team and expectations and all this stuff, and to see it a night like tonight, to see your your two superstars that you're so excited to watch play together you know, click like they did tonight, and to see the team win a game like this, and it was just a fun fun win. Everybody got to see it because it wasn't blacked out in, in Dallas, so that was awesome. Uh, it was and on it national was Doris TV. and Mark Jackson. That's my f- current favorite duo. Every other, every other broadcast duo has one dud on it, and this this one didn't. Finally, this is my favorite. Wait, broadcast. Did, didn't you say Mark Jackson? Did I say Mark Jackson? I meant Mark Jones. That's close, right? <laughs> Mark Jones is so much better than Mark Jackson. Agreed. <laughs> Jackson and Jones. That's what I got mixed up. Um. Yeah, I don't. Dor- even, I, Doris was preaching though. Coming up, we got to talk about Doris was on her soapbox today about Porzingis, and so we'll talk about him. We'll talk about how he got his thirty six. Talk about why that mattered, and then we'll also we got to talk about some defense a little bit, I guess, after this game, especially since Doris was kind of on it and uh, talking all about it. P- Carlisle talked about it after the game. The belt went to Brunson, kind of, kind of reluctantly, according to Carlisle. <laughs> Jalen was surprised by it, so we'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris. So, Kristaps Porzingis, 36 points in this game. Like, is he back? Put some respect okay, on the Okay, here, here's the thing I said during the, during, like, right after the game ended. After, <laughs> we've been talking a lot about how Carlisle has changed the minutes and the rotation for Luca and Porzingis. And since he changed those minutes, Porzingis has had his worst game and his best game, and they happened back to back. Right, like I think this is Porzingis' best game of the season. I also think the last game was Porzingis' worst game of the season. Right? Well, he got in a little foul trouble last game. He only played 19 minutes last game, so I don't want to say that was like his complete. I, well, worst and all that. go look up his go look up his games. What was his worst game of the season? I mean, there was a gaming. I mean, and he's they, only played and 16 won, games, and they won last game. I mean, you go back to that Milwaukee game. He had 15 points. He's a minus seven. In that game. Well, that second uh, Utah game, he had 11 points. He was a minus 18. Well, that first, yeah, first Utah Both, game, either he was a Utah minus game. 24. All right, and- so one of his worst games of the season and his best game of the season. So we don't, I don't really know if that helped anything. However, he's he's shot four of seven from, from three that first game against Minnesota. And then this game, he shot eight of 13, which... We'll probably look look back and be like an outlier, but I think it raised his his season three point percentage from like thirty two to like thirty seven percent, which is wild. Just one game that 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 right there will show you the sample size and some of these you know shooting performances of what we're dealing with so far this season. Borzingas hitting those threes just put his confidence back up. He you know it it changed the way that he finished, changed the way that he attacked. He attacked. Kirk has been the the leader of the in the clubhouse in tracking if Porzingis is driving with his left or right hand. 
<laughs> because he's he, also the leader in the clubhouse and hater on Jalen Brunson. He was, and he's eating all the crow in the world. Like all the crows, <laughs> like in that movie, birds are just flying into Kirk's house right now, trying to get in so he could eat them. Um, Borzingis, though, he, he's driving. Right I love in, Kirk, by the way. Oh, we do. We we make fun of Kirk. We'll take that out of context and get out of here. We make fun of Kirk because he's a friend of. He's the, the president of Mavs Twitter. I get yes, like yeah, yeah. we coin him that all the time. Yes, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and he's been on the pod and all, we're friendly and all that. Uh, now there's there's some other people we could talk about though. <laughs> Don't go there. Yeah, screw you, Jimmy. <laughs> screw you, Jimmy. All things maps. Porzingis. Shout out to that person who tweeted us said, "Hey, do y'all uh, mess with Jimmy? All things maps." Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. He's been on the pod. Nick responded, um, "In what way?" <laughs> He's been on the pod a lot. Porzingis hitting those shots. Got it. He got his confidence back. He's feeling calmer because of his minute, his minutes the way that there are. Um, I don't know what else. What more else is there to say? Like his his confidence and his shot are the biggest things. I I actually want to say this. I think it's really cool to see how. I think this is a prime example to see a star player and a team working together to find a, a solution. Yeah, I, and I, I want to lump Luca into that too. Yeah, and you know I think this is a Luca KP coaching staff thing to where you have a superstar in 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 Christoph Porzingis. It's like hey. I want to, you know, in order for me to get, did you just eat a marshmallow? <laughs> it was a piece of banana, but I can understand how you thought it was a marshmallow. <laughs> like, are you eating marshmallow and drinking a Michelob? But <laughs> I think it's a cool, a cool thing to see that, you know, Porzingos was very open of, hey, for me to get to the rhythm and the place that I need to be at, to be the best version of myself, this is what needs to happen. I'm telling you what I need as a player that I think will help my body, everything, just get me in this rhythm to be the best version I can be. And for this team to be the highest ceiling that they could possibly get to, they need Porzingis at that level that he was at tonight. So Porzingis and the team and Luca, because Luca's rotation changed as a result of this too, works together to say, hey, let's find it. Let's find a middle ground. Let's find the solution that gets you in that rhythm, that gets you what you want, but also helps the team too. And, you know, Luca played ball with it too. It's like, hey, all right, I'll do this. I'll change up my rotation a little bit in the first. He agreed to that. <laughs> and now he feels like he's fresher in the fourth too. And bam, it, look at it. I think So I just think it's a cool moment of all three parties working together and to where like everybody's winning. And when you're winning... Everyone, I know it sounds cliche, but everyone's winning when the team is winning. Let's and go. And everybody's like hap- happy and, and all of that. So everyone's just, winning when the team is winning. Isaac Harris, Michael Scott, <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. Uh, I just think it's, it's a cool thing because, you know, we've been talking about it on this podcast so much. And I think it could be viewed as like a negative because KP puts it out there to the media. When a lot, a lot yeah, of times these yeah. things happen and it's just not. You know, it's just between player and coaching staff, but KP put it out there and was like, hey, this is what I need. And he's just very open and honest. And he's a great quote from a media person. Yes, you, you love, love talking to yeah. KB. I love talking to him in the locker room when we could be there. But so, like, yeah, I think some people took it as a negative thing, but to see the coaching staff work with him on that, and it looks like in a few short games, it looks like it is making a difference for him. And I just think that's really cool that the coaching staff and Rick could have just slammed the door and said, no, no screw yeah. that. I'm not going to do it. We're going to tell you the minutes you're going to play. And Luca is the star of this franchise, and he's going to get his, you know, he's going to do the rotation we want. And that just wasn't the case. And it looks like they're all working together, and it looks like it's working. Yeah, it looks like Luca could care less, but it also allows Luca to play the whole fourth quarter, which is huge. How many times have we seen this team 
get go down at the beginning of the fourth quarter and just suck. And we're like, oh, they just lost the game just because of that beginning stretch in the fourth quarter. And they wait too long and get Luka back in because they have to, to rest him because they played him so long in the first and third quarter. I think even though the Mavs suck in the third quarter too, <laughs> much rather have Luka the whole fourth quarter than the whole third quarter, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And well, so I mean, all, all, yeah, all of it just depends on – <laughs> yeah, all of it just depends on your lineups without Luke on the floor. Don't because... say matchups. Nerlens is gone. <laughs> oh, throwback. You know, days. it's been, you know, almost, we should do it on the day, but it's almost been four years since Nerlens was traded to the Mavs. So it's been four years since Rick got mad at me. That was 2017. Was that the last time he got mad at me? The Thanksgiving thing? Was that before or after? No, that was before Nerlens. <laughs> I guess Nerlens was the last thing. I think it was. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Anyway, Luca and KP, they're making it work, and I think the, the minutes thing is working out. And like, he, like we just talked about all the positives and, and why it works out. But uh, Dorian, we mentioned four or five from three. He's he's hitting. He hit some shots like on the move tonight. Mm, yeah, he like, looked good. Some of them were not necessarily like he's not going to hit any pull up shots where he's like dribble pull up, right? But some of we his, don't want him to. Like we don't need no, him to. Make but but this. some oh, of his, I mean. but some of his shots are like escape dribble pull up. Right where he's, he he catch the ball and it should be a catch and shoot, but the def, but the defender comes and closes out, and so Dorian does like one dribble to the left or right and it pulls up that way, and those are those are special, like those are those are good catch and shoot threes. That's that's like the next level from a catch and shoot three. So really good stuff from him, uh, Maxi. <laughs> oh boy, just, he had he had Zion right in his face, and he's just such Zion's such a unique player. You can't really hold that against Maxi, but. No, you can't. But I do want to praise, you know, Maxi and Doran, these guys for a franchise record 25 three pointers. I mean, it turns out the Mavericks might not, they might not be the worst three point shooting team in the league. I don't know if that, if y'all knew that or not, but they were the worst at one point. Some people tweeted that out. And, uh, you know, we were making all these assumptions of how bad of shooters they were because Wes Wandu was taking 15 threes a game. But when you switch him out, and you, we have some guys in here that's you know making some threes. The Wes Wandu hate cannot be part of your brand. Can you say somebody <laughs> else besides Wes? Can you say Josh Green instead? <laughs> the, we cannot have Wes Wandu hate be part of your brand. Do you want me to look up his totals? His three point <laughs> totals for the season. <laughs> I do um, actually. Please look up his totals. But I want to say this too, Mavericks. <laughs> like we've said, like you've seen on you've seen on Twitter, they've won four games in a row. All the standing stuff, five of the last six. Three of 23. <laughs> okay, I will proceed with my with my comments. <laughs> like if Porzingis um, got his way, that could be his three-point shooting every game. <laughs> um, they've done this over the past you know week or so, and the guy we're still waiting on is Josh Richardson. Like he's still, I mean, he's had some moments. He's he, been dishing out some assists and play, stuff. He has but, six assists in this game. His playmaking's been good, but we're still waiting yes. on other things. His playmaking's been good, but you know he's one for three in this game. He, you know, he had eleven points in this game. I think for for a lot of us, we're like, hey, he's number three on this team, and you know, it's like him and Tim. It's kind of something like that. To where now Brunson's kind of, in a way, kind of with Tim in that like three yeah, they four tr- spot. They trade as far off. As like, yeah, as far as offense wise. So I think that's the next step of this team. Not just like consistency with Luca and KP shooting the ball and like playing like they are, but. 
where you know where's this what's this team look like whenever Josh Richardson takes his game up to another level you know defensively and making you know better three point I don't even know what his three point percentage is at right now last time I checked it was low 30s but I assume it's not too much higher than that right now but if he gets that up there I mean that's that's like a whole different level for this team too and he becomes you know locked down hey I'm gonna take on I mean Sunday Sunday could be prime Josh Richardson game like you can't, I don't want to sit here and say, "Hey, you're gonna lock up Dame Lillard or something like that." But he's gonna get the Damian Lillard assignment, right? I mean, yeah, hundred percent. You know, with McCollum, you know, especially out and stuff. So that's the, that's the. It's setting up for Mavs win. Dame has like, I don't even want to like throw a number out there because he always torches the Mavericks. <laughs> Shout out to when my mother-in-law from Brazil went to a, a game and she just called him Zero, and for the <laughs> longest time she's like, Zero's good. How's Zero doing?" For the longest time, it was great. But did then did then did she say then uh, next you will take Madame Zeroni up the mountain and sing while I drink? Drinking is what you're doing right no, now. No, do you remember you remember that from Holes? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'll make a it prediction. It was Zero's great grandmother. That's why I brought it up. Um, the Mavericks win on Sunday. Lillard has under thirty, and Josh Richardson gets the defensive player of the game belt. That would be ideal. It's the defense that really has to like. You're not gonna. You don't want Jay, Josh Richardson like. Oh, he needs to score more. They scored 143 points in this game. You don't really need him to score more. What you need is defense from him. And they really yeah. need that that trifecta of of Richardson, Kleba, and Finney Smith to like hold their weight on defense the way that we know that they can and the way that they did at the beginning of the season. I think that's where their legs are missing more than offense, right? The three-point shot was one thing we definitely were watching with all these guys when they come back. And the next part is defense. And I think it's going to take longer for that defensive side to come back. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when you just if you just want to put guys into boxes, Dorian, Maxi, Josh, that's three and D guys, right? For Josh, a little bit more playmaking. Yeah. You know, Brunson's going to be your basically your secondary creator. Yep. Tim, another offensive option. Shooter. You know, KP and Luca being your you know your main guys. But that, yeah, that's the Dwight and Willie. Who knows when who's going to take who's spot? I mean, Dwight could play twenty something minutes against Portland, and Willie won't play at all. I mean, I don't know what how the the, the mindset is in interchanging them. Yeah, but Dwight got it's exciting. <laughs> Dwight got one minute today. <laughs> um. But man, it's just exciting. I mean, I think it's just looking, trying to zoom out from you know the bird's eye view of it or whatever, just say a plain view of it. Just looking at this stretch compared to where we were at three, you know, three weeks ago. It's like the low moments. They'd lost what six in a row, and yes. you know, Luca and you know his body language and just every. I mean, look at the difference. Is Luca gonna body leave? Language. Isaac, is Luca gonna leave? Is that is that one account on there still saying free Luca hashtag oh, I'm free sure. Luca or whatever? I'm sure they're still. I blocked him, but I've handed out so many blocks. I think that's the that's one of the positives over that stretch is I blocked some negativity in my life on Twitter. So I think <laughs> Twitter's that's so much better when you can filter out all the negative negativity. I think I have yes. like 200 counts, accounts muted. You gotta have some balance. Like too much negativity, you gotta take some of them out. But you gotta have some people who disagree with you because I think it's one of the biggest problems with everybody in society. We just want to follow people and surround ourselves with people who think like us, and then we don't see the other perspectives of people who don't think like us. It's, I could go all day about this, but it's just hard to find people that disagree with you and that aren't toxic. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's fine. It's fine. Um, but anyway, like Kirk. Kirk's great. We love to pick on Kirk, but 
Kirk, you know, likes to hammer players more than I do, but Kirk also makes me see a different side that uh, sometimes my biased eyes, you know, don't see sometimes. So I enjoy following Kirk for that reason. I can't wait till somebody clips that me sharing that whole story and and be like, Nick was so drunk on the podcast. <laughs> I'm ready for it. And now that I just I called it out. what else to I'm say about sure. this game. Digging out. Uh, oh, digging. Digging out. Come on. You've never seen that movie, Holes? I mean, it's been, I don't know, middle school? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I thought it was some Avatar reference. You want an Avatar reference? No, I do not. Trash show. Take a drink. All right. That's it, guys. Unless you want to talk about Wes and Wandu stats again. WandaVision? Did no, you end your Zoom? No. no. Are you gone? <laughs> he just froze. I kind of want to keep um, this in the podcast. Is he still there? He's literally. Are you still there? <laughs> I've been here the whole time. Get oh, off me! You, you were like, "That's it, guys," and you just froze. There you go. That's the that's the podcast. We'll be back on Sunday night. Thanks for listening, to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. And a team record of most threes made in a game or tied. And now could be six. And it is. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.